I forgot how it started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> Hi, I'm DJ Jimmy Fate, and this is Simon. Drop the bass, Monrad. No, seriously, drop the bass and put your hands in the air. Please exit the rock shop, sir. Drop the bass! Your hands drop down. the fucking bass! <laughs> Welcome to my ass. <laughs> we are open for business. Oh, God. We are fully right there and ready. What have you been listening to? <laughs> um, this I, is what happens when you leave for a couple of months and I come back and you're, you're just off the rails. <laughs> this is the podcast known as Go Hard or Go Home. Um, we were hard, but we've gone, we've come home. And... <laughs> And now we were on hiatus. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Tena tato katoa. If you're just joining us, it's my yes. And um, <laughs> I'm Simon, quote marks, Monrad. And across from me is DJ Jimmy, did you say? <laughs> yeah. That was just was for my intro, but you can give me a new one if you want. <laughs> Ima- DJ Imogen Everyday Shuffling Faith. Oh, God. Because that's I don't how... think we were going to bring LMFAO into this. <laughs> well, I'm sorry for party rocking, but um, <laughs> it's in the house tonight, so we can't really ignore that. <laughs> and... Who is talking about why are we party rocking in the house tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell the good people at home what this podcast is about? No. No. I'm sorry, you don't get to know. bad jokes about my personal life. And about Simon giving too refusal much information. Refusal to wear leggings. And refusing to wear leggings. <laughs> this which is, is a, a great tragedy. Gotta this, show them calves off. <laughs> this is a podcast where I get things wrong about the Japanese language. Um, when I edit the episode, I have to take stuff out and be like, that doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> and we, we haven't had a guest for a while. We should get a guest. Yeah, we should get a guest. But I we have such... Our people. schedules are just so, like... Yeah, it's hard to get it's everyone in the room. lining up. It's hard to get everyone in the room. It's hard. At one point, I was a non-Newtonian fluid, just, you know, just slopping around yeah. my flat. And Slimin. it was hard to get me in a room. <laughs> yeah. All of you at once, you know. It's, <laughs> there's always a bit left somewhere else. People were like, I won't be in a room with that guy. But it didn't have anything to do with <laughs> my predatory slime instinct. The Your fact that I could get slime. into anything. Uh, it was more no. about... No! <laughs> but if you slap me, you get hard, right? It's a non-Newtonian fluid. I think it's <laughs> not... It's the other way around. If you hit it real hard... Oh, no. <laughs> it doesn't work. Oh. This is a podcast where uh, I, I am familiar with Dragon Ball. Probably too familiar, some might say. Mm. Um, and I like to one party. One get too familiar with vegetables. And I take one of my hapless friends who had never been exposed to this toxic, poisonous franchise before and unfortunately introduced them to, yeah. to it. I don't know if I'd describe myself as hapless. I think I'm just like unfortunate in other aspects. I found some great... Toriyama interview materials and stuff. So I'll see if we can um, bring that later if I can find it again. But um, mm. <laughs> some of it's just like him answering questions about the law. Like one of them was because um, there's a um, you know very obviously when the they did surgery on a moon um, as we covered earlier. 
we asked what happened to the rabbit gang and one of the fans asked him that question and he has answers to these things and they're quite funny i think okay i would like to see it i would like to see it <laughs> um, because he clearly he doesn't just write things on the fly he also answers questions on the fly which i appreciate that's one of the things that i like about this comic is the fact that even though it goes in wild directions you think oh that's retconning something else you kind of just have to live only in the present moment and it's just whatever suits the thing for that particular time. Well, it works out pretty well because I read the chapters before the podcast and then I do the podcast and then I immediately forget everything that happened. In a complete state, right? Yeah. Oh, anyway, what have you been doing? For the last, like, four months or so? How, how long has it been since the last podcast? I don't know. But I, I did release... Like... We released a Patreon one. Yay, finally. And we have another one, finally. which I nearly finished editing, by which I mean there's an hour left. Um. Uh-huh. Well, uh, two out of three, you know, that's, that's pretty good. We did talk for a long time. Um, that's good. I've been bothering you about that for a while. The last episode we did was like a million years ago, so a lot has happened since then. Um, I quit my job. I traveled the country. I was going to go overseas, but I can't do that now because of the yeah. global pandemic. So I decided to like check out Northland. And I've been traveling around New Zealand, which is like nice. And there's some cool shit here that I hadn't seen before. I'm like checking out the history. I uh, went to a bunch of festivals. I don't know if I already said that bit. Uh, i got a boyfriend that's sick. Hashtag yes, nice. Yes. Um, I've moved back to Wellington, now job seeking again. And my previous boss from an old job that I used to do actually hit me up and was like, hey, do you want to come work in this hair salon again? Which I do because it's a few weeks work and I need money. But also, I just box bleached my hair, and I know that if I <laughs> gonna go roast in you. there, they're, they're going to roast the <laughs> shit out of me. Like, I, I don't know if I can do it. Like, this has been my today of being like, I really want this job. I don't know if I can walk through the door. <laughs> I don't know if I can have the shame. <laughs> but on the plus side, they'll probably, like, immediately give me a keratin treatment or something so that Aww. I don't have, like, a shameful person working in there, because I would be, like, not be repping the company with my, like, $8 supermarket box bleach that I did by myself. That's what you do. You just have, like, a terrible look, and then you walk into your hairdresser friend's place, and they're like, oh my gosh, let me yeah. fix that for like, you. like, why? What's wrong with it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need a haircut. And they're like, please, I'll give you a discount. And you're like, hey, <laughs> 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 I also cut my own fringe, so I, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know if they'll say it to my face, because I've been away for, like, a couple of years. I think it looks good. Like, your your color and all that sort of stuff. I don't see anything wrong with it. But Thank then again, you. I don't know anything about anything Yeah, when it I, comes I to human appearance. I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't know if I'm willing to take your word on it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. This is my cautious problem about it. Is that I'm yeah. like, you look great. And then somebody else is like, what? Yeah. I also, like, hairdressers have different standards for things. Where, yeah. like, you might be like, that looks nice. And they're like, split ends. <laughs> 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 Disgusting. You can see the regrowth. Oh, my God, you need a toner. I do need toner. My hair's quite warm. Anyway. Oh, it's that um, predator arm wrestling meme. Office workers and hairdressers, you need toner. Ah, yeah, that's a good one. There that is go. a good one. That's a good, you did a I just shot. came up you with that. Like, so, with that. I just, I don't know. Like, I really wanted to get into improv because I feel like I just come up with stuff, you know, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of things, you know, like, you know, toaster slippers. What about that? What if you could put your feet in them and they would roast your feet? I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. I'm under attack because my partner is also trying to get me to do improv. That is not where I thought that was going. I thought you were going to say, put your feet into toaster slippers. I was like, they exist. No, they don't. (laughs) But like, I thought that that would be relevant because like you were trying to get me to do it. And then also like Thomas was on about it. Yeah. And I was like, you should do improv. I was like, haha, no. And I'm, I'm, I've got no, no avenue of escape. I'm just constantly hearing about improv in his case is it to get you into Berghain or no <laughs> anyway 
I have a segment. You have a segment. I do have a segment, which is this interview that I found. Okay. And I'll bring it over a little bit. We haven't had segments for a while, if at all. Yeah, this is a, a question and answer with Toriyama, and it was uh, in, I think it's called the Dragon Ball Adventure Special. Um, so this translation is from him, so it's somebody who works for the Kanzenshu website. Um, this is a few years old. I don't know, but I think it's about when where we are in the manga because almost nothing gets spoiled Mm -hmm. out of this um but some of the questions are like why are there seven dragon balls and toriyama answers it's simply because there are eight balls in hakenden which is like another series and i'd hate for it to be exactly the same so (laughs) there had to be seven (laughs) just offsetting the plagiarism okay acceptable (laughs) who made the dragon balls whoa now that you mention it i thought up something really cool hmm who made them i wonder um it would have been god i guess (laughs) (laughs) very cool (laughs) he's just coming up with lore on the fly why doesn't kudin have a nose hmm long silence (laughs) kudin has a physical physical idiosyncrasy that allows him to breathe through his skin wholesale making shit up it's beautiful because he's also making fun of the like deep lore questions because he doesn't care and doesn't think they're important to shows or to franchises since Oolong could only stay transformed for five minutes before having to rest is Puar like that as well no Puar (laughs) actually graduated from the southern shapeshifting kindergarten so can transform freely (laughs) (laughs) oh wait so Puar just wait Oolong just sucks (laughs) Oolong just never graduated he's a dropout (laughs) Cool, love it. But it I do tracks. like. Uh, Poir is given the personal pronoun. Uh, sorry, the third person pronoun he here. But I've never seen a per, like a gendered pronoun used for Poir in Japanese. So I think that's just the choice of the translator. And I'm not sure I agree. Also, Toriyama may have just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it mattered at all. It's like it's a cat. Yeah. I don't think cats have genders. Does the sea around the Kame House Island not have high tide and low tide? Because it's always. It's never submerged, and it seems to always be the same. They always just go height. there at the same time. Yeah, he it's says, floating. Hmm. Ah, the island itself is floating. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, he makes I'm, it up. Now I'm thinking like Toriyama. I love this. <laughs> I love the way he answers this. The island itself is floating. How about that? <laughs> oh, but then you could just ask why it doesn't drift with the tides. Hmm. <laughs> That's where he leaves it the has answer. An anchor. Anyone can can make this bullshit up. <laughs> at the 2015 Kaichi Budokai, at first the announcer's just an announcer, and then there's another guy who serves as the referee. But midway through, for some reason, the referee vanishes and the announcer becomes a referee and starts doing the 10 counts. Why is that? Now that you mention it, you're right. Uh, let's see, maybe it was to save money on labor costs? <laughs> <laughs> the other guy shift ended. Did <laughs> a replacement? That's good. Why does General Blue have so many animals as henchmen? It's a pain to draw different looking humans. That's why so many of the other characters are animals too. It makes it easier for me. <laughs> Why did they bother asking him these questions? He obviously doesn't give a fuck. You can pretty much, like, anticipate what his answers are going to be based on, like, the first three. I think these are children. I think they wrote in questions. Oh, okay. I'm not going to be too harsh, but they apparently... They're very critical children. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about the labor costs? I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. <laughs> Tell me about the tides. <laughs> Since Jackie Chun blew away the moon, what happened to the rabbit gang? Oh, there we go. I did want to know this one. This is an inconsistency that bothers me because it has lives at stake. Yes. He says they're drifting through space. Well, that sucks to be them. (laughs) He doesn't say they died. He says they are endlessly moving through space. That's horrifying. I hate it. Thank you. It really, really is. 
Uh, it's apparently been 20 years since Taupai Bai became an assassin. He, he's the character introduced in this chapter, yeah. if you're just joining us. Oh. But what did he do before that? Would you like to know? What? Probably before he was an assassin, he was an office worker. Then he got out of the rat race and became an assassin. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> seems... Uh, yep, that seems about right. Taupai Bai is Michael Douglas from Falling Down. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, a guy who's like, I'm sick of that. It's the 90s. It's the Malays. I'm sick of my office work life. I'm going to grab a gun and shoot a lot of people. Isn't that the plot of that movie with, like, Angelina Jolie and uh, uh, James... What's his face? The guy who plays, like, young Charles Xavier. I can't remember what he's called. James McAvoy? And they're in a movie together. Wanted, yes. Wanted, yeah. That's, I yeah, that's but how could you forget the Curved Bullets movie? Well, no, I remember that it was about Curved Bullets. <laughs> I just didn't remember the title of it, because it's not very much about being wanted. Yeah, it's about not being wanted. Mm, it's about being unwanted. Maybe they should have called it that. <laughs> they should have called it Unwanted. <laughs> Why are they not giving you the executive salary? It sounds like a movie, like a like a tearjerker Hollywood bait movie about an orphan. <laughs> unwanted. It's got Sandra Bullock in it. What? Of course it does. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins uh, and best actor in a supporting role. What's the meaning the behind the Daku, which is the character that Yamcha has on his his clothing, um, the okay. one that looks like that? You did that away from me, and I could not see what you were drawing in the air, and I also do not like read. Japanese. I just clocked to that. <laughs> So, like, if you've got to try and explain what something looks like, maybe doing it towards my field of vision and also, like, in a language that I can comprehend. I, I, I can do it backwards, I think. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Okay, cool. No, wait, those are backwards. Well, they look, they look the same either way. So <laughs> this is, I love the audio medium in which I'm drawing things in the air with my hands. Yeah. There was an entire episode that we had with Kieran Dold where we just like de- I demonstrated the way that Goku was falling with my hands, and mm. it made no sense. I, I kind of wanted to go back and listen to our ones with guests, because I think they were quite fun to record. He was great. I'd like to have Kieran back. But yeah. he's, a, he's a busy man. Um, deciding whether or not to have a moustache, apparently. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've Um, seen it. (laughs) What's the meaning behind the Daku that he has on his doggy, which means, like, comfort or ease? It's the same character that's used for fun, like this was fun or enjoyable. Um, And Toriyama says there's no meaning behind it. He just enjoys being comfortable. Yeah. So I guess it means his clothing is comfortable. (laughs) Some of this is kind of revealing what kind of woman do you prefer i like efficient people i'm pretty impatient so i can't stand people who putter around efficient sexy women are great (laughs) he wants a girl with a short skirt and a long jacket (laughs) toriyama wants a girl with a mind like a diamond he wants a girl who knows what's best he wants a girl with shoes that cut and eyes that burn like cigarettes (laughs) all i'm saying is bitch better have my taxes (laughs) Would you like to cheat on your wife? What? <laughs> Just casual questions in a Japanese interview. He says, I'm not that brave, but if I knew I wouldn't be found out, I'd like to try it a little bit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Absolute hero. <laughs> I don't What kind of interview is this? I don't. When did your hair start thinning? <laughs> what? This is great. This is off the rails. This is, this is... How thin is this hair? Because if it's like only a little bit, that's really insulting. <laughs> like probably more so than if he's like bald. I'd be like, ah, oh, when did your hair start thinning? 
I saw you like two weeks ago and it was fine. He says about three years ago it started. Oh, yep. But back in the day I had such thick hair that they called me destroyer of hair clippers. Alrighty. Um, do you drink alcohol? No, even when I do I'll only have about a glass of beer. Okay. But a glass of beer. Do you smoke? I do. Nowadays I smoke about up to three packs of caster cigarettes a day. <laughs> <laughs> is that real or are you just like making shit up now this is his real answer but i think that the answers he's giving oh, wow. considering he said yeah i could cheat on my wife but i'm too much of a coward is probably this whole thing is just him being silly i don't know man <laughs> i don't understand these things well everything's a fandom now so oh god <laughs> am i a fandom well we are all fandom. Okay, should we get into the episode? Hashtag Richard Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, because there's a t-shirt that said we are all Africans. Oh, no. That's joke. so bad. That's yeah. so bad. We're all fandoms. <laughs> People love to make things up about their inherent qualities to feel special. I love to take a 23andMe test to get 2% African so that I can say the N-word. Oh. Let us get into Le Chapdiels. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Dragon Ball. Which is French for Le Chapters. Hashtag we read. Yes. <laughs> uh, Turtle Hermit reading Le Homo. <laughs> yeah. Magazine. What did you find there? Uh, it was somewhere on Twitter. It was only a couple hundred likes, so I don't know. Um, we read chapters 84, 85, and 86. And it's surprising that we've come along this way, and yet we still have so far to go. But I, I enjoy it. Yep. And we've, when we last saw our people, General Blue was in Egypt, and he was like, it's going to take me a long time to get back to headquarters, but I will make my way there. Goku was saying goodbye to the people from Pengling Village, and we'll never see them again, thankfully. Cool. When we come back in, we've advanced a little bit because Goku, like, we don't see General Blue for a while, so when we next see him, he's just going to show up on the doorstep of the headquarters, thankfully. We don't have to watch his journey. But we do see Goku is flying through the air on his cloud, which in the comics goes like, hewn, and then the show goes, basically the same. Bubble Machine Taxi Cab. And he's flying through the air, and we cut to. At least, I think that's what happens. We cut to the the sacred domain of the Karens. Does it immediately go there? Don't quote me on that. But we do see what happens there. Yeah, I remember there was like the little kind of title thing, and it was like, Goku's looking for his granddad's balls. Uh, anyway, <coughs> here's the Red Ribbon Army. He was never the same after the orchiectomy. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah. In general, the chapter is like, it, we do have these cutbacks where Commander Red goes like, if you don't figure this out, I'm going to call in Sub-Zero. And everyone's like, don't call in Sub-Zero. He's a maniac. He mm. will massacre yeah. people. Don't oh, no, do it. Yeah, there was a lot of the cut scenes. He's a bad of man. Just like, I don't know. Goku's zipping and then Red Ribbon's like, oh, does, he's headed to General Yellow's <laughs> area. Hey, Goku, are you jeans? Because you be zipping. <laughs> Goku, are you a goth's jacket? Because <laughs> we can't button you down. Anyway. <laughs> and we do see that there's... We're introduced to um, the Forest of Spirit and Time, or for the dub fans, the Hyperbolic Time Forest. That's not a joke, which is going to make any sense to you. No, well, no, because I remember something about, like, a, a real bad joke that we made a while ago if you told me about hyperbolic time chamber and then we're discussing whether or not you can come in there for some reason. I no, why, why would we say that? I don't know. I, can't, I, don't, I don't remember the actual, like, thought process 
was like <laughs> what that was supposed to mean, and I'm not sure I want to. No, perhaps not. But no, I've heard those words before, in a bad context. Um, <laughs> I didn't see it referred to as anything like that in the comic. It just called it the the mystical land of Karin or something. Yeah, it's the land of Karens. Yeah, that's where Karens. they come from. Karen land. <laughs> Speaking of, so anyway, it just like gives us a good. Uh, I like this. Cut over to a, just a swole-looking, like chonky Native American man, or like we can assume that's what he's supposed to be, he's based, based on, on the, yeah. like the kind of racial profiling. Yes. Uh, that caricature situation. I like that we've changed places. I like that we've changed paces. I like a lot of the. This is such a specific thing. I like a lot of the cross hatching on the trees. Hmm. <laughs> and I I like the design in the new place. It's fresh. It's funky. And yeah. Oh, it's quite. It's good. It's good. I mean, the first thing you see is this like freaking large man, and he just like picks the show of some uh, some red ribbon guys. But then there's also like just a real big like totem pole looking tower that stretches off like into the sky, and you can't see the end of it just because it's like so tall. Uh, and some good trees uh-huh. and like some little tents and stuff, which is pretty neat. These chapters are a lot more violent than I remember it being because there's a lot of yes. like actual death. This is starting to ramp up in terms of seriousness. Yeah, it gets pretty grim. But Toriyama doesn't know what to do with it because then he'll make Goku smack into something and have like a meh pancake face and there's still some of the Looney yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like still like weirdly mixed in with like humorous <laughs> stuff. But like the first thing we see this guy do is like, well, there's a there's, uh, general yellow and his posse. Um, <laughs> that's a funny word. They, the Jets and the Sharks, The you Jets know. and the Sharks. But they, they're like, give us the ball! And he's like, I don't even want this ball, but fuck you, colonizer. <laughs> and then he kills them. It's so, like, speaking of the Mortal Kombat movie, this is Nightwolf and... He's, I do like you say, like he's he's jacked. He's also sexually scarred, so we know that he's been through some stuff. So he's jacked. Might be like he's scarred. Oh, he has a scar on his chest. Oh, the chest scar. He's okay. ready for a night on the town. He's ready to beat up some colonizers, mm-hmm. and he just wants to chill out and and smoke grass. And these people keep coming into his sacred domain. Which, fair enough. Like he says, I don't know what this is. But since you want it, and you are who you are, and mm. you've got, they've got bad vibes, right? Yeah, he's like, you you people come bring violence into my forest, go fuck yourself. And then a guy tries to shoot him, so he, like, stabs him through the chest, and then everyone tries to shoot him, and the bullets just bounce off, and he's like, yeah, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? This is Dragon Ball. <laughs> Duh. Guns of do not work. Of course bullets. Why do they even have guns in Dragon Ball? <laughs> well, most people like, can be killed. Supposed- yeah, but, like, most people can be killed with a rock, you know? Like, <laughs> this, it, like if it's not going to help you again, against like a superhuman then what's even the point most people don't know that this guy exists that's true you know he's like the he's like one of the door guards I'm just saying like after the first three times you try to shoot someone and the bullets bounce off you'd think it would stop being shocking but you know what they have been fed information about gokes so yeah I think totes my gokes totes my gokes totes my gokes the terror child yeah I want to make a a weed editor of Goku that says totes my gokes during the Korean war the Americans dropped a bomb that was just a canister containing Goku and it let him out and (laughs) I thought this was going to be like one of your weird tangents into like really grim military history or like like war crimes or something because sometimes you just do that and it's not a joke so I was like actually taken aback by that one this is pretty close to what happened because they did do biological warfare and dropped like insects and stuff so Goku is like the mosquito that just kills half the Korean army (laughs) Goku is the human embodiment of malaria (laughs) ugh he was sick of yourselves 
I want to I leave people with a good mood. I am an entertainer. We've I'm got Cedric. like an hour left. Come on. We, we don't, actually. We don't have an hour left. We've got to speed through these chapters. Anyway. I do like that his kid, whose name is Upa, um, is so small. Like, he's so chichai that he's a different style altogether. He's just yeah, like a Lego yeah. minifigure with yeah, yeah, dot yeah. eyes, he's like just, old school Mickey Mouse. He's just a little cartoon boy. <laughs> he's got his giant father. Yeah, there's, there's a little kid kind of sticking his head out the top of the house. And he's like, Dad, yeah. look out! And then the dad, like, kills these red ribbon guys. And he's like, well... Like, one of them escapes as, like, General Yellow. And look what you the, made me, my child, see. Yeah, he hops in, General Yellow hops in a plane like fucks up. He's like, "Well, I guess you got away." And he's like, "Son, it's all good to come out now. I'm going to go bury these bodies." <laughs> Son, come out and see the carnage. Yeah, come out and see this horrific bloodshed that has occurred today in our good <laughs> Christian comic. Not in my Christian forest. <laughs> yeah. I do love that he's like these ones are not with the great spirit. They are bad. Their nope. vibes were fucked. <laughs> I think it's it's reasonable to kill someone if they have bad vibes. <laughs> You walk into a club, General Yellow is there. He's got, like, a Mm. cropped leather jacket. It's really weird. I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) Some people can pull that off. Some people can pull... I'm sorry. Pick something that's actually bad. (laughs) You don't even know what a club is. (laughs) He's a tiger who's in the shark gang. Isn't that weird? It is weird. But, you know, I'm not going to be racist about it. I don't trust like that. (laughs) You made me walk into that. I do want to say... You made me sound racist. I'm not racist. I appreciate... Maybe they're being inclusive, Simon. Did you think about that? Indian... I'm sorry. Our native Indian and indigenous American Indians... You're fucking it up. Night wolves. And I appreciate the reservations. Oh, man. They bring us butter. Between this and Twilight, we're really... (laughs) You're not in for a good one. (laughs) I, I love the choreography. I think Toriyama watching action movies has helped because we never forget where we are when he just like turns around and throws a spear through someone and through a tree. Yeah. You know? Oh, there is an interesting uh, like 180 degree line crossed mm. later. Like not in the scene, like yeah. well later on, but it, it's, it was pretty good. It works. Yeah, it works. I was and thinking it was, about like that. intentional, I think. But yeah. Yellow, who's calling back into Commander Red and headquarters is like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I'm just on the bathroom crying right now. Yeah. He's just like doing laps in his play. He's like, everyone's dead but me. And then Commander Red's like, well, if you come home, I'll kill you. So you have an hour to get the ball. And he thinks of the most 1930s caper <laughs> you could possibly yeah. come up with. He's like, I'm going to fly my biplane and yoink the child yeah. off the ground. Well, he did. He should have thought of hostages earlier, probably. But also, like, he's under the threat now of, like, the uh, Commander Red has said that he will send in an assassin. Called, was it Tao Pai Pai? Tao Pai Pai, yeah. Tao Pai Pai. Yeah. To, um, to come fuck him up. Yeah. If he's he like, don't do that. Don't send in Sub-Zero. Like, you don't need to He's a bad man. That. Sub-Zero's... I don't know who Sub-Zero is. Mortal Kombat. I don't know. I've played Mortal Kombat exclusively when I was drunk. <laughs> and I was just mashing buttons and I still wasted everyone. I don't know what happened there. Just push B. That would probably do something. <laughs> Barry B. Benson says, push B. Yep. <laughs> Blank fighting games. You want to be a stir? I do like the idea of the yellow baron stealing an indigenous child, just coming down and like his... That's what we call Snoopy Presents the Lost Generation. Yeah, this poor little kid's just like sitting there like cooking some fish over the campfire. He's like, I'm going to be strong like my daddy. And the then this guy goes, and just like joinks him up into the plane. Um, and He's two heads high. Yeah, large uh, daddy spearman. 
goes, what the fuck, where is my child? What are you going to do with him? And then this, like... The General Yellow is a dog, by the way. I don't think we mentioned that. Is he not the tiger one? No, he's a dog. Oh, no. Is he? I've been thinking of tiger tiger. jokes. I was a little confused by that, but I assumed it was, like, a reference to something that I hadn't got to yet. He's a tiger. A tiger. It's an abomination. <laughs> They're known for nature. their skills and magic. It's a crime. <laughs> and their secret powers. I don't think My that's, favorite that's a thylacine. That's, <laughs> that's what that is. That's a tiger. Yes. Yeah. But unfortunately they all died out. We won't explain why. Um In the thirties. There's still videos of them. It's so sad. I know. Anyway. I would like a pet that eats my bowels. <laughs> well, <laughs> It's I'm Australia. sure you can find one of those online. I'm sure you... Yeah, it's like those Russians who raise uh, pumas and bears. Yeah. <laughs> you know that well, there's only one way that ends. Goku is flying and he's on um, Kintoen or Nimbus Cloud and he sees the plane and he goes, Why is there a person with a child? Why is the child crying? Why is this happening? And then he sees the RR, Red Ribbon Insignia. Yeah. Which implies he that he can red. read, right? It's got a big hourglass symbol on the side. And, like, I don't know about your version. My one who's just like, I've seen that somewhere before. Wait a minute. That's the Red Ribbon Army. Oh, maybe he's, like, Charlie Kelly. He's faking being able to read. Why is there a pirate in here? I don't think he, like, reads it. I think he just, like, sees a symbol that he's seen a bunch. And then he he just punches this guy out of a plane. Yeah. The small child goes flying. He's like, help me. And Goku's like, oh, yeah, shit. I should probably deal with that. I love how quick Goku is to violence. Yeah. Yeah, brings him. I mean, this dog's dead now. I assume. <laughs> so there's like another one. There's already like this is we're not even a chapter in. There's already like seven deaths. Yeah. Um, and like threats of more. Uh, but he brings the child <laughs> but back wait, down. More. And then um, you know this this dad's like, well, thank you for saving my son. And yeah. Goku's like, no worries. You have my grandfather's ball. <laughs> yeah, I owe what your people call a life debt. This is into chapter eighty-five now. And is yeah, it? yes, it is. Oh, and I keep track of these things. When we open that again, when we open that again, when we go to the next chapter, we just have the Enviro scene, and that's shows Chekhov's pole again. It's obviously something which is going to come up later. Yeah, I assumed it was just, like, decor, but then it does have a plot point. Chekhov's pole is when, if it appears in the first act... Then Someone's going to be stripping by the third. <laughs> No, Chekhov was a Russian player. So Chekhov's pole is when if there's a Polish guy in your first act, you're invading Poland by the third. Okay. <laughs> Dividing it with the Nazis. <laughs> I do like the idea of a movie that just has like a strip of pole in the background the and whole time. And then like it. maybe they have a musical number where someone uses it. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to become a focal point. There are two ways where it can happen. One is where uh, that's a good movie. And two is where it's like a hangover style movie. And it's just inherently funny because Zach Galifianakis type is doing something. Yeah, whatever. no, that's, that's not Which what is the worst version of that. No, I wasn't thinking that at all. I have taste. That's true. Gokwan has found what he's searching for, which is Grandpa's ball, as you say. He's the shiny one. Um, there, it looks really small. Yeah, and, I think. Well, the, the, and Nightwolf's hand. This guy's just fucking large, but then also, like, I, I they were smaller than I thought as well because mm. I thought they were like kind of maybe the size of a grapefruit, mm. and they appear to be the size of a small orange or a or mandarin. A mandarin, perhaps. Yes, I know fruit. Yeah, don't good for you. don't get on my case. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, back at the ranch, General Blue decides to drop a guy just to keep in shape. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. What's up? He's like, hey, Ligma. What's Ligma? Ligma elbow. <laughs> How long did it take you to write that one out? <laughs> um, I started reading these chapters a few weeks ago. 
<laughs> Who's Steve Jobs? And then he just like smacks him up. Who's Steve Jobs? <laughs> it's the, the Watchmen edit where it's Rorschach and Dr. Manhattan and he's like, <laughs> um, uh, did you hear Steve Jobs died of ligma? And Rorschach's like, who's Steve Jobs? <laughs> and it's his ligma balls and then just blasts him. <laughs> Alright, I haven't seen that, but like, I can picture it, and that's very funny. So thank you. Watchmen edits are my favorite, because I've, I've never read it, so... Yeah, neither. I've seen the movie. I, yeah. Yeah, I saw it when I was, like, 13, and I was like, I probably shouldn't be watching this, and then I saw it again more recently, and I was like, it's okay, I guess. <laughs> and eternally relevant will be, if you're online enough, is just, I'm tired of the tangle of these people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> like, their ADHD discourse. Their- <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> Why is there so much ADHD discourse? I don't. Who I don't see care. this coming? It's like know. every time there's like a hot topic where everyone just like starts getting into it. It's like I know that within three weeks this is gonna like degrade into the same like overused bullshit. <laughs> it's like no one feels comfortable posting off topic. <laughs> just write about shit that's funny. <laughs> you don't need to make tweets about like what everyone else is talking about. Be mm. yourself. Yeah. Stand out from the crowd. Don't be afraid to step outside the box. Yes, children. But nobody likes when I make giraffes without arms jokes. I like it. Okay. I appreciate it. You're the only person that matters on Twitter. You and um, our friend. Thank you. We have two of them now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hooked into it. Mm. I thought you were going to say we have two that we've hooked up with. I was like, speak for yourself. (laughs) No, but Twitter friends, Mm. I am available. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We get a headshot of. Oh, bye bye. Maybe that's like life. the ultimate Patreon bracket is to get to pay you. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you willing to do for the Why would they Simon? pay for the privilege of being subjected to something which is classified under the Geneva Convention as torture? They already listen to you speak for like an hour at a time of their own volition. <laughs> they like Dragon Ball. That's the only thing that gets okay, them through. Okay, okay. Well, if they like Dragon Ball, I'm sure you could incorporate that somehow. Did you get. Um, did you get Taupai Bai's name in a translator's note? Yeah, Peach White White. Yeah. I don't know what it's a reference to. I'm guessing there's got to be some kind of thing that it draws back to. In the translator's note, it said that Toriyama thought it would be a funny incongruous name for an assassin. <laughs> okay. So I have the answer for you, and it's that. I hope it wasn't disappointing. Well, nothing can disappoint me about this comic, mm. because my standards are so low. Mm. He's the world's Ichiban, number one, Koroshia. Which is a word that does mean assassin, but yeah, is the ending that you would use for like person who wants a bookshop or a patisserie or like, yeah. you know, it's like he's an artisanal killer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What's my craft? The most dangerous game, darling. <laughs> that's, that's kind of seems to suit him, I guess. He seems like he would like sell murder on Etsy. He's got a great look. I love Tao Pai Pai. He's wearing a Changshan. He's sort of got the, the traditional sort of Qing Dynasty dress where um, he's got the toggles as it folds across him. And he's got this little insignia which says kill on it. Mm-hmm. The character for Kill, he's got his hair pulled back and braided into a queue. He's very, like, Manchu, turn-of-the-century style mm-hmm. killer. Yeah. And you don't see it here, I don't think, but in the actual animated series, it's pink, his clothing. Oh, cool. With, like, red in it. So it's, like, very fresh, very peachy. Peachy. Yeah. I think it was, uh, it was like, red or orange later on, but it's because, yeah. like, there was, like, three colors. Yeah, the limited color ones. They just 
just went with one of them. It's great. He's got great... He doesn't have great vibes. Why would I say that about an assassin? He doesn't have bad vibes. What I mean is he's entertaining to watch, but you wouldn't put him in a room with someone. He's like a professional comedian, right? You wouldn't leave a child with him, but I would watch him on Bill Maher. I don't know. I feel like this guy doesn't get up to much when he's not murdering. I think it's because his career is his life. He doesn't do freebies. That is true. And he takes his business as an artisanal killer very seriously, as we find out. We'll come to that. (laughs) Actually, I think that's immediately after, because he has a conversation with him. And there's this fun conversation with the attendant, as yet unnamed, Commander Red and Tal Pai Pai. Where he's like, my kill shake brings all the corpses to the yard, but you're going to have to charge. And it's 100 million zenny. Yeah. I liked this conversation. I thought I it love was this. very funny. It's so good. It's like, my services don't come cheap. 100 million per kill. But actually, I'm having a half-off sale to celebrate <laughs> my 20 years of murdering. So I'll give you 10,000 off each kill, which is definitely not half-off. I don't know where that came from. It's a 10% discount. I don't know this one. I mean, obviously, he became an assassin because he can't fucking count. That's why he stopped being an office He worker. killed his maths teacher. That's where he started. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. He stopped yeah, being an office he's worker. He's clearly not an accountant. He's he not got cut out for the job. So mad at Excel that he just yeah. decided to start killing people. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what a percentage is. I'm going to murder for money. He's an holistic assassin. That's a thing. That isn't a TV show. Uh, yeah, I watched it. Gently. But yeah, he's, he starts doing like his Etsy pitch and everyone's like looking at him kind of weird. And he's like, anyway, do you want me to kill them or not? And they're like, are you sure you say you are who you say you are? And he's like, do you want to fight me and find out? Yes, uh, fuck around and find, fuck out. And find out. The attendant says, like, are you are, are you really Tal Piper? And he goes, try me like this. He, I didn't even know you could say this in Japanese, but he says the word like, would you like to try Mm-hmm. Or, like, would you like it to be tried or something like that? So he literally, like, says, try me. He says, me. try me, okay, right? Okay, cool. And the guy's like, oh, no. I thought that was an English phrase, but he's obviously very cosmopolitan. He's yeah. with it. Well, no, he is. He, he's multilingual. Then, guess who walks back in the guess door? Guess who? I just flew Our in, and boy, favorite. am I three abs tired. Yeah. <laughs> Our favorite wide-legged Nazi. Our favorite flat pancake ass, big yeah. World War One baggy pants with goose stepping boots Nazi. Yeah, it's, it's General Blue. General Blue. <laughs> He's just Steve Jobs, the guy outside. Yeah, who has an imagined spot about oh, it's that guy, and he remembers General Blue in full uniform and like his beauty glamour shot. I guess that's shot. like just going to say that he looks like shit after yeah. walking from Egypt. Yeah, which is like you would. Um, but yeah, like the two guards outside, yeah. one of them doesn't recognize him and he's like, you can't come in here. Or then he kills him, or, I guess, or knocks him out. And the yeah. other guy is like, oh yeah, like I vaguely remember some primped up motherfucker. <laughs> it let him in. He looks like shit, but I will believe it. Um, he wanders back up and he's like, I have returned, darlings, <laughs> from the war. You will not believe the struggle I've been through. <laughs> and Commander Red's like, Couldn't wow, find I can't believe. For days. <laughs> he's like, well, I can't believe you came back. <laughs> and he's like, I know after everything, my car was stolen, my plane was stolen. <laughs> he's like, no, I mean, I can't believe you came back after you didn't bring me the Dragon Balls, and that's oh. the, the death penalty. <laughs> that's such yeah. a good conversation. Yeah, he's like, but I got the enemy's radar. Yeah, I got this. Look, you can zoom in it has angry birds on it yeah. <laughs> you can scroll and then come What's under the like, hot item of the day of like the technology sucks ass so everybody's really on it 
see right, right now. now. So like I don't know I don't really know what their recruiting situation is for the <laughs> the Red Ribbon Army or like where they get so many people because like they're constantly killing people off mm. for stuff that's like not really their problem or their fault. I mean mm. like I, as much as I dislike General Blue and I think that I shouldn't have a job, I don't think that, like, not being able to stand up to the devil himself is really, like, a fireable offense. Mm. Or a killable one. And he managed to get the radar. But, I do like the, that, mm. that Gox is the, the devil in this scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He ate my family. What do you expect? He ate your family. He ate my family. If you or someone you know has been given a German accent by a little boy... <laughs> oh, there's our t-shirt. You may be Cuckoo entitled. Ate my family. Cuckoo ate my family. Um, you may be entitled to death by... We'll get into it. Death by we'll get into it. This is like a joke that I don't think anyone even likes that much that I keep pushing. Um, just because I think it's funny. Personally. I enjoy it. Well, that's good. Well, then you're the only audience that matters. I, the aforementioned undersigned, do swear that this joke does appeal to me. Good. Um, I'm going to make the little comfort ease character so to show that I'm at ease with the jokes. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> at ease with um, I want pajamas that say that on them. Why not? Do it. DIY. Do it yourself. Wouldn't Hannibal be such a different show if Hannibal Lecter's aesthetic wasn't fancy classical Europe, but it was pajamas? I thought you were going to say wouldn't Hannibal be such a different show if Hannibal was a weeb? <laughs> and yes, if he it is, was. just for a different thing. <laughs> He's like an Italian file, mm. <laughs> which is what we call an Italian man over forty. Um, and, <laughs> and I think that's like the side of the grater you use to to grate the parmesan. And when you walk past any Italian construction site, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, General Blue. Yeah, and uh, Commander Red says, Look, the order I gave, that's wonderful, but the order I gave was to get the Dragon Ball and fail- failure to fulfill orders is a death sentence. Blue says, Sonna Bakano, which is just the most cliched phrase in Shonen, uh, and it happens all the time. It's just like, that, that, that can't be. Right. It's just on the back foot. Everyone says it the whole time. Um... I, all, all that to say, even though his speech pattern is kind of unique, Blue speaks like a feminine sort of person and has those enders, he's very German, that when push comes to shove, when he's coming towards the end, he is like everybody else when the chips are down in any action comic, and he knows what's coming. Oh, so like the whole like gay German Nazi is saying it's to the front? No. And when he's surprised, he reverts to like a generic character? No, I'm taking the... The meta view. Why is there a gay Nazi? Toriyama wants us to. Let's not question it. No, there I want to question. Why, why is why? Why are the Dragon Balls in Dragon Ball? Why is it in an ancient China? Is there a young girl who can show up with her name on her clothing, want to wish for strawberries, and try and shoot a little fairy goblin? I would do that. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You did use the Dragon Balls at a festival and wished for a boyfriend. Yeah, that's, that's how that worked. <laughs> it appeared in a shower of black glitter, which is definitely a thing that exists. That's, it never comes off. And <laughs> what I find interesting about the fact that Toriyama can do anything and go anywhere is that, yeah, he can have a gay Nazi, but also he's in a paramilitary organization where everyone else has got a different thing going on yeah he's not a nazi of the nazis no it's a style a stylistic it's choice. his thing yeah <laughs> it's his thing i was taking more of a meta view that toriyama wants us to think of him as le- more just a, like a generic guy so we're not so attached to him anymore okay. we're not like oh we want this guy around he's fun right he says he's- ganal to things <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> ganal 
He's so he's just sort of like I don't know, lost interest. Yeah. Okay, which is fair given what is to come because uh, what happens next is Kamadori was like, but since you did so good to bring back the radar, yes. instead of killing you outright, mm. I'll let you fight this guy. Yeah, this guy. I'm with Killer. Yeah, I'm with Killer. <laughs> he goes, and then G- General Blue, obviously in fashion, goes like, "Cause there's no one better than me. This will be easy." Which just made me wonder how he was intending to kill him in the first place. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like if they had a hundred guys surround him with guns, that's the sort of thing, you know. It's a lot of effort, considering he was still willing to work. Yeah, it so, is. And isn't he it? did a decent job, and they could just send him out to try again. You ask how they recruit, and I think they're mercenaries. But this is a bit like the Bath Party, and the way that Saddam Hussein managed to accumulate power was that he ordered people at gunpoint to kill other people, so then they felt complicit in it. And by having that kind of terror hierarchy, people felt like they couldn't leave because they were guilty for killing other people in their village, and so then they just kind of went along with anything, no matter what the punishments were. Is Saddam Hussein got it? Okay, no, it's more like um, they're a param- they're a paramilitary organization. They seem to have colonized. The Red Ribbon Army is like Northern Ireland. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just gonna oh, re- so it's a metaphor for the Troubles. <laughs> We're going to reignite the Troubles through our podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> We're never getting Karen back on. We never. <laughs> they go to a different room because I guess maybe General Blue doesn't want to get the, the headquarters messy. He doesn't want to get blood on the consoles because they use that equipment to find the Dragon Balls. There's a bunch of monitors in there. They're probably expensive. Yeah, you know? so they it's go somewhere else. Tech room. They go into a room for fighting. Their death room. <laughs> that's just, that's just, like, smart. That's just how it works. And everything Where looks like they? the strongest under the heavens tournament. They're not in so. the tower anymore. They've gone to another building in, okay. in the complex beside. They're, they're I guess. just in some place. I don't know. And it's a pretty enclosed kind of circular room with a tile floor. Again, always that. Mm-hmm. And Talpai Bay says, listen, listen, bud, I'll make it easy. I will use nothing but my tongue. <laughs> and General Blue is excited by this. Because if there's yeah. one thing he knows how to handle, it's wrestling with a man's tongue. I don't know, maybe it's because I haven't, like, done the podcast for, like, a few months, but, this is but more that awful joke actually remembered. just didn't occur to me. <laughs> like, normally I'd be like, yeah, Simon's gonna make an awful joke here. <laughs> and I'd see it coming, and then I'd just, like, kind of accept it, but then, like, I'd... Oh, yes, I'm I going to want that, to die inside like, in 10 huh, seconds. I just fights a man with his tongue. Okay. <laughs> I just accepted it. Like, I just, I, I didn't am, even... I admire the athleticism of Tao Pai Pai, and I do wonder what his game is like. Hazardous, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's I a, a lot of, a lot of happy former partners and a lot of dead ones. Yeah. <laughs> really. Mm. He got that tornado done. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no guarantee he can like control the power. <laughs> oh, he's very precise. He's an artisan. Okay, he's an artisanal yep. tonguer. <laughs> yep. I guess so. It is. My goodness. General Blue just goes, you know, Razor, up the fisties or come at me, laddie. And then, um. They do have a funny exchange of the, of, of, of Tao Pai being like, I'm the best assassin in the world. And then General Blue's like, the world? And then I'm the best assassin in the universe. (laughs) And then he kills him. I have to tell stories that are better than yours or else I feel bad about myself at night. He's just one of those people who just one ups you. Yeah. Like, oh man, I, I haven't really eaten since the morning. He's like, well, I haven't eaten since yesterday. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> one oh, of those. I only slept like six hours last night. Six? Well, I only slept four. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, uh, Top Five kills him very swiftly. It's not it's a long so fight. It's so quick. It's just like, General Blue goes for a punch. 
he dodges, then there's like a kind of, he sticks his tongue out and it's like that 180 degree cross that I was talking about before. Yeah. Like, so you see from the other side and then he like stabs General Blue in the head with his tongue. He surely temples him to death. And then General Blue like just drops to the ground dead yeah. with a hole in his head from this guy's tongue, which is like, this could taste bad. No, just, he just tasted someone's brain. The, the you get stabbing into someone's that. brain with the... the tongue and it oh it's okay it's we, we know that a child's comic this assassin is a bad guy but at least like you know 10 years down the line his proteins are gonna be misfolding so <laughs> and then tell piper just licks his lips like because he doesn't want to just say he doesn't want to just do the wharf effect thing where he's like oh the person you thought was strong well i'm much stronger than him i can beat him with my tongue which is classic dragon ball escalation but yeah. he's also like i'm a i'm a, I'm a crazy guy i'm the joker <laughs> lick my lips after i kill yeah. someone with my tongue this did feel like a kind of a like as good of a character as he appears to be currently like this did feel like kind of a cheap escalation yeah which i imagine is not a good qualm to have at the stage <laughs> it gets worse of the dragon balls no because i hear that that happens a lot ignore this stuff yeah let it sw- you're a leaf in the stream it's of like, creation oh, how do we show that this guy is tough he just kills the other tough guy with his, he, tongue. With his tongue wow i didn't wow. even know you could use that as a weapon so this is how explains why be. i'm single it's just every time okay <laughs> every time there's a new guy introduced he's just gonna murder the previous guy with his tongue Ooh, ooh misfolding my proteins <laughs> Passing them diseases down the line. Tapaipa is a much more um, graded character and nuanced character than General Blue. Weirdly enough, I know that General Blue is sort of oh he's fastidious and he's gay coded and he's German and all that sort of he's stuff. Just he's just kind Nazi. of offensive. Yeah, right. Like he's he's just the the gollywog in your comic, except yeah. for you know. Like I'm making jokes about him with with a silly voice, but it's it's kind of not a great character to have. No, I am glad that he's gone, and I don't like that people are like, "Why is General Blue not in this Dragon Ball fighting game? We need him." I'm like maybe maybe mm, let's maybe not. We don't. Maybe we don't. There's a character who comes later who is much worse, oh. Um, oh. and unfortunately keeps coming back for like you know two pages or something every thirty chapters, and you're like, "Why? Why, oh, Toriyama? Stop drawing this." I this guy. look forward to it. Woo! And General Blue's kind of character is kind of like that. And I think Taopai Pai is more nuanced because he is fastidious and he cares about his clothing, as we mm. find out. And and he doesn't want to get, like, bothered. But he's also someone who's like, I kill people, but also I'll give you a 50% discount. Yeah. And I, I enjoy my work. He's a small business owner. He's a small business owner. And really, we need to give tax breaks to Taopai Pai. <laughs> I think we need to support especially post-pandemic for the yeah. recovery, mm-hmm. he shouldn't be having to have a sale. The government should be subsidizing Tao Pai yeah, Pai. They should be giving him tongue kill money. He does that thing in Fable where if you want somebody's property, you just kill the owners and then you can become the landlord. Mm. Um, so he does that. And he's having a good recovery Chicken from that. Chaser. <laughs> <Our> space. <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of the end of blue what i have next to my notes is that top Bay has a has a quick conversation with the attendant with commander red where he's like where is it who is the person where are they where are they i'm not wearing pillar pads <laughs> and then he just they show him a photo of goku and he goes okay that's it which direction just point me in that and they're like uh just the, you don't need the location he's like no no it's fine no. they but point him in the like direction 3600 miles in that direction so he um, walks over to a pillar just taps the top and the bottom and breaks it like those um, Extinction Rebellion people with the bank windows where they get the little chisel and they're like tap, tap, tapping. What is that? What is... I don't know. Top does not do that. All he has to do is tap at the top and the bottom and then the pillar breaks off. Yeah. And he grabs it 
I love this moment. I, I like his character the more I see of it. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I'm at this point in the comic. Yeah, this is pretty amusing. He just, he's like Uncle Rico. He's like, you know, back in the days, I could have thrown this pigskin over them, their mountains. I could throw over two miles. And he does. Yeah, he just hurls the pillar, does a run up, jumps on top of the pillar. <laughs> Physics, you know, eh, whatever. And just rides it into the sunset. You simply have to jump faster than what you threw something as. Yeah, at That's which point you may as well just jump. <laughs> There's not like why would you? <laughs> he could have just jumped there. But that's not stylish, and he's stylish. That's true. It he's is stylish. Incredible. Yeah. Throws the pillar, jumps on the pillar, and just rides it. And yeah, like, he's just like surfing a pillar like through the air. They look on. Yeah. He really just did that. Yeah, and then we go back to uh, now. the Karen Tower. Chapter eighty-six is yeah. We go back to the the Karen domain. Goku is getting to know Nightwolf and his child Upa. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have a conversation. I can't remember what exactly it's about. I think it might be it's about... It's the tower. We yeah, find out what that is. About the nature of the, yeah, the place. Goku's like, cause they, Goku has explained like what the Dragon Balls are and all mm-hmm. that to, to Nightwolf. Which, yeah. His name was not in my one, so I... That's not his name. That's the Mortal Kombat character. Okay. You probably yeah. shouldn't call him. I, well, I don't know what he's called. You're just calling him that, and I assume that you know more about this than me. He's just like an unnamed dude. Yeah, Goku's explained what the Dragon Balls are, and then um, this guy's like, oh, yeah, there you have it, cool, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And then Goku's like, what's the tower? And he's like, oh, yeah, this old dude built it, and now he lives at the top, and if you drink the water that's at the top, you gain more powerful exponentially. You get XP. Yeah, you become exponentially more powerful, which is like, I was confused by that as a descriptor, because, like, what? I heard exponent of what? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's like, increasingly? Exponentially means so there's, just, like, a trend. That, yeah, like, you get a little bit more powerful to start off with, but then, like, 20 years down the line, you're, like, God. Oh, man, that explains so much about him. Ah. Uh. <laughs> That's what happened. Okay. I do. Well, I, I solved Dragon Ball. I actually like this stuff because this gets back to the, the real roots of martial arts because he's not just like, I'm just going to power up harder and like concentrate harder or get angrier. It's more like he actually does martial arts stuff in the next few chapters, mm. which feels very like, wax on, wax off. He's like, I thought I was supposed to just... Get stronger, and he's like, no, you must... Yeah, anyway. Okay, well, that's cool. Don't spoil it. I won't spoil I it. Read it's them. good. Um, I like it. So, yeah, Chekhov's pole has come back, and Goku's going to have to dance on it at some point. Yeah, but we'll he's like, wow, I wonder if I could climb to the top, or I wonder if I could get up there mm. with uh, with Kintun. So, and then Upa's like, Daddy, what's that? And there's like a dot in the distance. He's like, there's a man. <laughs> when you see a fly, and it's just a Chinese man on a pillar who's about to kill you. Yeah, so you see like this very distant kind of strange shape. And then there's a sudden like kind of zoom in panel to <laughs> uh, tell Fai Fai. Coming at you just, live, 24 hours a day. Just standing on top of this pillar, like very like, I don't know, sedately. Did you notice that on the back... <sighs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got radio on that pillow. <laughs> on the back of his clothing, his his tunic says "Kill you." Yeah, it is. It's very good. I want. I want to have a he's t-shirt. Such a good character. I want a t-shirt that says "Kill you" on the back. <laughs> the front says "Kill me," and the back says "Kill you." Yeah, that's, that's like an indie album. "Kill me, kill you." Yeah. I. Think- <laughs> it sounds like it'd be like The Offspring or something. This is a literary corner, but um, Upa. Literary calls his dad Chichiwe 
which is like Chichi's father and Nui is like a person who's above you because it literally means up but it's oftentimes used in, in terms of like your boss at work or something like that so he's I looked this up because I thought I know what this means but what's the nuance of it and apparently father. yeah it's a respectful way of referring to that but apparently its origin comes from samurai class families um, before the Meiji restoration and cool. it was sometimes a term that people used for father it mm. was used then so the tracks I, I like the flavour that Upa and Nightwolf feel like they're kind of Amish like they're a little disconnected from the modern advances of the world you mm. know what I mean he's still he's still talking like that yeah like they're you know honourable warriors and he's just a little Lego minifigure but maybe he'll grow up to be a big samurai yeah maybe he'll be strong and if, only if his dad you know trains him his whole life <laughs> only if he doesn't die <laughs> Tell Pai Pai, just jet. This is a sacred forest. It is pristine, other than, you know, all the dead bodies that were strewn throughout it before. Tell Pai Pai, Combust. just gets a gardening trowel with this pillar and just yeah, drills right down into the earth and well, churns up the soil. The pillar hits the earth. He's jumped off and he sort of like gently floats down to land on the end of the pillow, which is sticking out of the dirt, which is great. We don't appreciate that. As the groundskeeper for a golf course, when somebody makes a divot, you know, they should put it back. That's how I feel about that. Yep. Not much happens. They kind of shit talk for a little bit, and then um, Tal is like, I'm going to kill this kid. He's my target. And then uh, Nightwolf is like, well, he saved my son's life, so you're going to have to go through me. And he's like, well, fine, okay. Mm. So they fight. Yeah. Nightwolf does this. Um, it's kind of the same as the general blue fight, because he makes he, all he has to do is make one move, and that's it, and Tal just dodges. So he tries to like go at him with his spear. Tal jumps to the side and then grabs the spear between two fingers, and Nightwolf's just like, oh, I'm making this big he's like struggling face, real hard like, to like move the spear and he can't move yeah like when you nut and he keeps grabbing your spear what? and why <laughs> disgusting disgusting <laughs> banned blocked none of you are free from sin oh. um and nightwolf's death is um it's sad but it's kind of metal tao pai pai is still grabbing his spear throws him up into the air like whipping him off the end of the spear with centrifugal force and then he just throws the spear upward and yeah, he pales so him spear in the air. back and, yeah. and well there's like a moment of like normally in the previous chapters like there would be this it would go kind of slow motion enough to deal with the situation of goku's yeah. like oh no kento and like cause the cloud and then like while the clouds like honing over to him you just see it in the background this like spear just stabbing through the sky so it like, happens too far for anything to be yeah. done. And then he's it's like a, forced to the ground and like his son rushes over mm. and he's dead. It's just pretty fucking tragic. It's a dark It's turn. real dark. This it's this comic's just like in these three chapters got real grim because I actually don't remember anyone dying before that. Mm. Except for like kind of the rabbit vague, gang. <laughs> yeah, well that or like vague like explosions in the distance sort of death, you know? But yeah. now I've got like multiple people impaled tongue stabbing yeah all some kinds gruesome of deaths mm. yeah spear stabbed through his huge shelf like pectoral muscles mm. that bear of a man is a bear no more my goodness is a, a bear on a stick and <laughs> I'm sorry it's sad I want to respect the dead I don't want to disrespect Upa and his and his respectfully high tragic. father 
was respectfully high father. You've been hitting that piece by. Um, hey, I'm going to cut that one out. I'm going to cut it out. Don't worry. No, keep I'm going to get away with this. <laughs> Nobody, you can't cancel me. You do your comedy crimes. Cuckoo Don't associate then, me with this. Cuckoo gets angry and is like, I'm going to hurt you, big man. And then he like, runs at him and immediately gets thrown into Chekhov's totem pole. Which yeah. shows that Toriyama kind of... He just like... Wham. Toriyama yeah. doesn't, isn't sure about the tones because we've got this tragic death and then Goku still looks funny when he's like pancaked. Yeah, he does something. the very like legs and arms out straight and then his like Dum- face sort of does like a squish. Yeah. Yeah. He just very like splats against the totem pole. <laughs> and then he gets up and he's like, fuck you and does a Kamehameha at this guy. That surprises Tao Pai Pai. Yeah, he's pretty shocked by, I guess, because, like, you know, he was told this child was powerful, yeah. but he didn't know that he could do laser beams. 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 But it doesn't do much. It just sizzles his clothes off. But he does get mad about that because he loves... He's stylish. He's naked now. It is his personal brand, right? If yeah. you don't look like the clothing on your LinkedIn, what are you? Yeah. Well, he's not really naked. He's just sort of like oh, tastefully unclothed. Yeah, he's tastefully unclothed. <laughs> Darling, this isn't in public indecency. It's being tastefully unclothed. <laughs> <laughs> so in retaliation, he finger blasts the little boy and he says... Hey, would you... I mean, like, he doesn't do that. He says, da-da-on, and then a, a big laser beam blasts out of his finger. Yeah. And... He has a more convenient laser. Yeah, he doesn't have to his do a big power-up. Like, power up. like he do- yeah, he doesn't have to scream. But like, I, like I don't understand, like, I know that there's a lot of yelling in the, like, later ones. Yeah. Just based on, like, the one episode I've seen <laughs> four times. And I don't understand why, while this taking 45 minutes to power up someone doesn't just go up and like punch them in the back of the head it's about toxic masculinity you just need to Got get it. your yelling out this is therapeutic they do it in dragon ball so that they don't do it to their wives i see no that's don't call me on that i see <laughs> don't call me on that they also do it to their wives um, no. <laughs> i like that tell Pai's attack is called the dodonpa because pa is like heart it's a wave same as coming on my heart right um so it's like you know a concussion wave of something but he says a sound effect because dodon is like ba-boom right so he's saying the sound that it makes and that's his name the name of his attack okay. the ba-boom wave <laughs> yeah it's fun there's a fun comic called Oglaf, which is a very raunchy I have heard of this. joke comic, mostly. But there's a guy in it called, like, who's a barbarian, and he mm-hmm. hates women, and he hates witchcraft, and he's, like, toxic masculine, and he's just like you're talking about <laughs> his swords. And he wants to, like, defeat the sorceress, and uh, he runs into... This, like, this is a real long, yeah, like, yeah. arc of it. <laughs> He runs into this guy who's like half man, half woman, um, and not in like a androgynous way. Like he's just like, like my father was a man and my mother was a woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, tragically, uh, and many such cases. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you can't hit a woman, and then he teaches the um, barbarian to shoot bzouts. <laughs> Which is from a bzout stick, which is just a stick with a sparkly thing on the end so you can defeat the sorceress. <laughs> and the barbarian becomes a sorceress. That's it's extremely funny. That's fun. It's like... It's, and wholesome. The comedic timing in that, in that comic is, like, fucking spot on. It's so good. <laughs> it's, like, some of the the funniest kind of storyboard work that I've seen. I, I don't know. It's just great. Well, it's unfortunate Don't read that it if you're not into, like, really bad sex jokes. But it's, good, like, fucking hilarious. As a good Christian soccer mom from the Midwest, I can't read it. <laughs> yeah. Your eyes would just, like, burn out. I can only read text erotica, because that's somehow different. It's not really like erotica. Twilight is... is... It's, not, it's not very sexy. It's just, like, kind of taking the piss. 
<laughs> anyway. In the comic, Tao Pai Pai steals the, the uh, Le Sac with Balls, um, which is French for Le Sac with Balls. And that's the end of the chapter, basically. Goku is left for what we think is dead. He's been hit directly in the chest. Yeah. And, and the Dragon Balls have been nicked again. Yeah. Like, fucking again. This is just keeps happening. They nicked them Dragon Balls. They nicked them Dragon they Balls. The Dragon balls. Like bigger, you got a license for that Dragon Ball. A bigger and stronger guy comes along <laughs> and, they, and then he just knocks out the Goku and he steals Dragon Balls. <laughs> I don't know what impression that's supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know. This is like kind of the same thing that happened with like General Blue. But now it's just a different guy. And I appreciate that we have wider representation of people who can steal the Dragon Balls. I think before it's been limited, and now we're finally now seeing we Hollywood that it's open not up. Only the whites. Yeah, it can also be offensive depictions of Native Americans. Well, they didn't <laughs> steal the Dragon Balls. That's true, but we've reached the end of the chapter. I don't know if we, we should do dragon it. predictions because I feel like where it goes immediately is obvious, which is Goku somehow or other is not dead, kind of is implied, because otherwise mm. the comic would end. He immediately gets resurrected, or just something's going to happen. Upa like actually that, right? walks over and takes Goku's hair, gives him the and kiss of life, and, oh, okay. the, and then he is Goku. <laughs> That's not where I thought for that was the going. Rest of the his hair was detachable the whole time, and whoever wears it has his power. Oh my goodness. That's what that is. Yep. And they grow a tail yeah. as well. Yeah. And they can't look at the full moon for some reason. That's not a problem anymore. He just pulls his tail butt plug out and transfers it to himself. No! No! There you go, you made bad joke. Also, that was solved here. immediately in the second chapter, No Balls, mm. in which they they bath or whatever. And Bum was like, that's weird. Take off your accessory. Yeah. So there are fairies in the Dragon Ball universe. Yeah. Fun. I am kind of glad that there's no, like, kind of weird uh, anatomy stuff going on with this comic currently. I think because, one, it's a children's comic, and two... It is not funny more than once. It's normal for people to just be animals, so there's, like, not Mm. strange stuff in that regard. It feels almost weird. It's strange for him to have a tail. There are two types of people in this world. People who organize things into two categories, and people like us who are enlightened. Ah, thank you. Um... Okay, I, was, I thought you were going to say it because, because the animal people are very clearly separate and then Bulma's just being... Separate like, but equal. Yeah, but then Bulma's just judging him for being biracial. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Goku's origin story. His mother was a dancer and that's man, all that she knew. Half woman. <laughs> <laughs> half man, <laughs> Never stood a chance. <laughs> yeah. My son, Skipper. <laughs> yeah. I've changed my mind. We should get into dragon predictions. What do you think happens? What do I think happens? Either short term or long term. I think Goku like fights this guy and then he gets the Dragon Balls back at some point. That's too general, come on. <laughs> Shoot your shot. You got the mouth ain't moving at us. <laughs> I got the mouth ain't moving at us. I think that Goku is gonna have to like get to the top of this fucking thing so that he's powerful enough to fight Mr. Man. What's the top? An old ass man with some water. An old ass man with some. An old ass man with no, some water. An old ass man. Well, <laughs> just an ass and legs. I wouldn't. The eyes on the cheeks. Ah, yes. Uh, true soulmate of torso man. The three M chafing cream. This is this that's a niche knowledge. I don't know if I've seen that one. Yeah, it's probably going to involve that. Maybe there's a weird character at the top. I don't know what happens with Upa, and that's pretty sad. Maybe the water can heal his dad from death. Probably unlikely, but who's to say? I don't know how serious we're going to take tragedies this early in the comic. I don't know if people mm. are allowed to die based on the fact that previously they didn't, and now they have. He's definitely dead. The question is, 
does there's there's some kind of magical reversal or because we know the dragon balls can wish people back to life Goku wouldn't use it would he use his grandpa yeah no he wouldn't he wouldn't resurrect someone he's not that selfless we know he's a bastard (laughs) why do you have to spit truth I would okay like if you're gonna ask me whether Goku would like keep a, a sparkly ball or bring back a guy from the dead who died to save him He's gonna keep the sparkly ball. The question would go through not remember. eat my family. <laughs> he would like fifty. Oh, he minutes doesn't have object permanence. There. No, I know. As soon as his body's like out of sight, he's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, did some guy die? I don't know. Who was that?" <laughs> and then like fifteen years down the track, like Opa comes and finds him, and he's like, "You're the reason for my father's death." And he's like, "Who are you?" And then uh, and then he gets a nigger montoya. You killed my father, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's my dragon prediction. I appreciate that. I there appreciate everything that you do. I appreciate the earth that keeps on spinning that we're walking on and the lips that keep on moving. Let's take a moment for gratitude. Friends, I want you to know tonight, if your lips are stiff, the Lord can come them back to life. What the fuck? <laughs> it's what I like to call speaking in tongues when you've got another man's tongue right there and he's going to at you. I don't want Speaking in a tongue right into my temple. No. I don't want to be burped by God. <laughs> no, thank you. Jesus is going to give you the raspberries. <laughs> okay, let's let's say goodbye. Goodbye. Parting thoughts. Eat fresh. Eat fresh. <laughs> Eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> the power of dreams. It's on. Uh, uh, thank you very much for listening. We, this has been Gohano Go Home. Hopefully we'll have another episode at some point. Yeah, I'm going away for another week. But, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe in the, in the near future. I'll probably be closer. I'm not going on any extravagant adventures for the near future. So it is likely that we will be able to release more episodes coming soon to you in the comfort of your own plague-ridden home. Just seven Arabian nights away. Yep. Well, this has been Gohan on Go Home. Thank you very much. Kakitiano. And a very good evening. Oh my God. <laughs>